I'm Garner Henderson. And I'm William Murphy. And this is The Push. Hey, welcome back. This week we are uh, with a special guest on the show uh, for the first time, Jackson Eads. Welcome to The Push. And you are the first extra guest other than me and Garner's voice that's being represented on that. But welcome. All right. Thank you guys so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, super glad you're here. So Jackson, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Jackson Eads. Uh, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I go to school at Abilene Christian University in Abilene, Texas, and I study youth and family Bible ministry. Nice. Go cats, right? Scratch them. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, just a side note, I saw uh, a video on Instagram, and it was one of those videos where like, these girls are like saying where they go to school and like go cats and then this guy impersonates mm-hmm. it uh and abilene was one of them where this girl was like hi, 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 go cats and uh, <laughs> it was just funny that's i was like that's the biggest like shout out abilene christians had in a, in a really long time mm-hmm. um but anyways <laughs> jackson welcome to the show uh so glad you are here uh garner man what are we going to be talking about Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about King David's confession and what led up to King David confessing. Okay, well, uh, go ahead and take it away. Jackson is going to talk about that. (laughs) All right, sounds like a plan. So uh, King David, um, he was uh, ruling as king of Israel at this time. And we're talking about his confession. So what led up to it? Well, one day he was uh, on the balcony of his palace and he looks down onto the rooftops of his kingdom and he sees a woman bathing. Her name is Bathsheba. There's a little bit of irony there, but we won't go into that. So he, he is immediately infatuated and he decides to invite her into his palace and they sleep together. And At this point, um, most of the palace um, knows, and so there's not really much hiding this. Uh, David finds out that Bathsheba becomes pregnant with his son. And so, very scandalous, yes. Um, his, His reputation was on the line. And so, to prevent word from getting out too much, he invited Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, who is uh, working as a soldier for the Israelite army, he invited him to his palace and he decided to try his best to get him to go home to be with Bathsheba to cover it up. He does a lot of things. He tries to get him drunk and send him home. But Uriah is honorable and he decides that he would rather, rather be out on the battlefield and he does not go home to see his wife. So David is trying his best to cover it up. So what does he do? He ends up ordering his soldiers to step back and have Uriah take the lead in the front lines and Uriah is sadly killed um, by David's order. And so the prophet Nathan enters the picture. We see him come into David's palace uh, to speak with him and he tells him this allegory about a man who had multiple lambs um, and he was very well off. One man only had one lamb. Uh, This was the poor man 
And the rich man who had many lambs, he took the poor lamb for himself and killed it and had a feast for all of his friends. And Nathan uh, told the story and David became very upset. He said, is this story true? Nathan says, yes. As I stand before you today, this story is true. David becomes incredibly upset and says, well, the rich man ought to be thrown in jail, put to death. Uh, who is this man so that I can call this out? And I imagine Nathan, the prophet, takes his withered old, old finger, begins to point at David and says, you, you are that man. Immediately, David realizes the significance of the story. And he begins to have this time of confession. And that brings us back to what we're talking about. And right now I'll read from Psalm 51 which is uh, an account of David's confession to God. He says this, Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion. Blot out my rebellion. Completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my rebellion, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone, I have sinned and done this evil in your sight. So you are right when you pass sentence. You are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. Surely you desire integrity in the inner self, and you teach me wisdom deep within. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will wither, be wither, whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn your face away from my sins and blot out all my guilt. God, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. Save me from the guilt of bloodshed, God, God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not want a sacrifice or I would give it. You were not pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humbled heart, God. In your good pleasure, cause Zion to prosper, build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings. Then bowls will be offered on your altar. So here we have this incredibly emotional um, and rich in depth and raw a confession of David's sins by him to God. We know that he also confesses to the prophet Nathan, who is a close friend of his and colleague. And so this is uh, one place where we see in the Bible the importance of this idea of confession. Uh, so Garner, um, do you have any more questions or things that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, can you really um, talk a little bit more about his confession to Nathan as well? Yes, I can. Well, hey, while you turn into that, like, 
I just want to speak this. Like, not only is this like, as I was hearing Jackson, you read uh, Psalm 51, like, and not only is that a confession, but that is like a, there's a part to it that he's almost lamenting. Um, like he, you can hear, uh, there's a, this is a time in David li- David's life where he is really struggling with something, right? Like he is wrestling yeah. with, with a a time in his life you know we've been talking about this the past three weeks he's been wrestling with a time in his life where he chose to follow his own path rather than following the path that god has for him uh and when with that comes some some pretty severe consequences and then you hear david not only confessing his mistake but also lamenting just how hard it is um, and, and what is also cool is you also get to hear about how uh, David is also letting the Lord be his strength through the hard time. Um, and I, I think that was, man, the, the Jackson, I, obviously you just read the scripture, but I loved kind of the way in which you read it uh, and put emphasis where I think it probably needed to be. Um, and man, how often in my own life uh, do I do I find myself um, making those mistakes, choosing my own path, finding myself in the middle of the consequences uh, and having a lament with the Lord, you know? Um, And and a lot of times people interpret that as like a bad thing, Um, but I, I really don't think it is like, you are having an honest conversation with God and you are simply just talking about what you're walking through. And uh, I think that's a healthy thing. But uh, that's just a side note. Jackson, take it away. Yeah. Kind of bouncing off of what you just said, I think it definitely is a lament. And I agree. I don't think it's wrong at all. Um, Over half of the Psalms are laments. And so we have a very biblical foundation for believing that lament is something that we as Christians should do. And I, I believe probably more often than, than we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. yeah. So if we turn back to second Samuel chapter 12, verse 13, this is where David gives his confession to Nathan here. The account is much shorter. He says, it says this, David responded to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Then Nathan replied to David, and the Lord has taken away your sin. You will not die. So I, I find it very poignant that Nathan begins by saying, and the Lord has taken away your sin. You will not die. This, I think, reflects um, the practice of confession very well. Um, Nathan is a very good counselor from this account. He begins by having unconditional positive regard for David and saying, you are not beyond God's love. Uh, He has taken away your sin and you will not die. Nathan does immediately follow this up by saying, there will be consequences to your actions, as there always are for whenever we live into sin. And so... Nathan went home and the Lord struck that the baby that Uriah's wife had born to David. He became deathly ill. David pleaded with God for the boy. He fasted, went home and spent the night lying on the ground. 
So here in this account, after the confession, we, we have the account of David in agonizing pain, praying to God for the delivery of Bathsheba and his child. Unfortunately, it doesn't come. And so David is in a really tough spot. Um, but yeah, to sum up that, the brief account of his confession to Nathan, I'd say there, there are two things that are happening here that I could point out. One is that Nathan begins with encouragement. You are not beyond God's love. Um, and it, it's kind of reflective of the verse that says this, um, neither angels nor demons nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. This is a truth that is foundational to confession. We are never beyond his love. And then he also follows it up by saying, these are the natural consequences of sin. So another idea that I think is important to know when doing group confession um, between uh, people in discipleship and fellowship with one another is that we acknowledge the tough realities that come with the consequences of our actions and respond accordingly. Yeah, so um, can you kind of like pinpoint some of the differences in um, how confessing to your friends, Daniel was a friend of Nathan, how confessing to your friends might be in a way more challenging or easier than confessing to God himself. Mm. Or vice versa. Yes. Yeah. That is an excellent question. I've thought about this a lot and in my own experience, and to give you all a preface, uh, I'm a part of multiple accountability groups with ACU and with the church that I go to, Hillcrest Church of Christ here in Abilene. And something that I find for me personally is that it's hard for me to be 100% truthful and honest with myself and with God if I'm not 100% honest with other people. And so I think it definitely goes hand in hand. I think the difficulty level is different for, multi for different individuals, but personally I find it harder to confess to other people because that means that I might be sacrificing my reputation. I'm a two on the Enneagram. I love for people to see me and accept me uh, because of my hospitality, my kindness, um, my generosity and hospitality. And to sacrifice, to possibly sacrifice that is a really tough thought uh, to give up uh, the relationships that I've worked hard, that I've worked hard <laughs> to build. God, God is the one working to put those together in all reality. But that's what I would say from personal experience. Dude, you uh, you hit on something that I thought was interesting. When you were going into to answering that question, like you said, it's so important to, I'm, I'm just summarizing what you said because I can't remember word for word. It's late <laughs> and I'm tired. Um, but you said something along the lines of like, it's hard to, um, it's hard to come to terms with your own self or, or to, you said something along the lines of how you need to confess to yourself. Um, mm. and, 
man, I think that that is a whole nother layer of this too. Like you can't even begin to 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 have a conversation with friends. You can't even begin to have a conversation with um with the Lord when you're not in a space when uh and I'm sorry if I'm derailing this, Garner, and you just take this as a little drop and go with whatever you want to go but you can't have those conversations with your friends or, or or the lord if you aren't in tune with your own soul right uh, and, but on the same level like this is the story of nathan like nathan came to david because david wasn't in tune with his own soul like nathan came to david right david didn't yeah. make that confession yeah. himself sometimes someone had to make it for him um and so on a whole another level like we need people in our lives because a lot of times we can't have those conversations with the lord because we aren't in tune with what's going on on a soul level and a heart level um and so like jackson when i hear about your accountability group is that it's not just for you to go to people right it's also right. people to come to you, not about their stuff, but about your stuff, right? You have people that are watching yeah. you. You have people that are observing you. You have people that are with you that when you are in a moment where you're struggling or you are walking through a moment where you have chosen to follow um, a path that does not belong to the Lord, um, you have people to call you out and say, hey, check your heart. Hey, check your soul. Like, where are you at right now? Right? Yeah. That is, man, that is a huge part to this whole thing that is confession. Right? Um, we all need those people in our lives. We all need people who are, are people who are constantly looking for the betterment of our own soul and the betterment of our own heart and the betterment of our own life. How do you get those people around, you know, and, and build mm. that community? It's so, so important. So, um, yes. just needed in life. So sorry if I derailed anything right there. Oh no, that, that's I just fine. Think, I just think you said something really important, Jackson. Mm. Thank you, William. Yeah. I I've definitely had people in my accountability groups call me out from time to time. Um, and that, that would still look very gentle. They would say something along the lines of, Hey, I see that you're consistently struggling with this particular thing. So what are some strategies that you're that you're coming up with? What are some ways that we can combat this this sin? And so, yeah, I think um, calling out is something that should be a part of confession groups so that we're not always living up in our own heads and passively going with the flow. Sometimes we need someone to call out something in us for us to be moved forward, to be pushed forward, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, um, you've you only got a couple minutes left with us. So in your last few minutes, you, you pinpoint, I will, you said something about strategies. What are some other strategies or tips that may not necessarily make it easier for you to confess, but maybe make it more of a habit for you to confess with yourself before you're able to confess to your friends or maybe God. Yeah, that's good. Um, 
So in order to be truthful with myself, which is something that granted is incredibly hard to do, I, my first instinct is to go to God in prayer and verbalize it. I say what happened, I say, I ask for forgiveness. And um, sometimes this looks like me uh, kneeling in front of my bed, um, a teary mess, just ranting to God. Because um, I think when you put words to thoughts, those lose power over you. Um, and I also think, going back to that idea of lament, um, that's something that I partake in, uh, something that makes it easier to confess to others uh, whenever I lament to God in private. And then, um, yeah, that's what I would say for practical strategies for preparation for confession. And then uh, also to preface the group fellowship confession time, it's really hard to be 100% tr truthful with people that you are not in strong relationship with. And so I think an important part of the community group of accountability partners is that a relationship is being formed other than just meeting to confess sins. So whether it's going out to a meal, going bowling, um, I think there are multiple ways that you can grow closer with those people so that you can become more honest with them when those conversations come. All right, well, um, your time is almost up with us. So once again, I want to say thank you for joining us. You did such an amazing job and um this is something that you're always so good at talking about so well thank you garner i'm honored to have been called up to be part of the podcast i appreciate you you guys a whole lot anytime hey thanks for joining us jackson one last question like if you were to Shoot. have any final thoughts or or anything that you wanted to just drop a little nugget to our listeners. Do you got anything on your mind that you just need to say or want to say anything? It can be, it doesn't have to be spiritual. It can be something about like the peanut butter jelly sandwich you might have eaten for lunch today. I don't know. <laughs> um, that is a great question. I think to end this off, I actually, if, if it's okay, I would like to read from James 5, 13 real quick. Is that all right? Uh, yeah, do it, dude. Sounds amazing, man. Okay, yeah. So I'll go ahead and start. James 5.13 says this. Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick person, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. So, uh, I guess is my last uh, thing to say here. Um, the idea of the entirety of the gospel is we are sick. We're in need of a healer. And confession is given as a practical way of medicating that. Confession to God and to others brings healing. Healing not just of our physical bodies, but 
of our spirit, of our mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And I hope that everyone listening to this is inspired to look to God first and also to others whenever they are feeling unwell. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's good. Man, thank you so much for, for being on uh, today and sharing a little wisdom uh, in your in life experience about what confession looks like in our life and why it's important, uh, especially in our, our walks, not only with the Lord, but with other people. Um, mm. So, uh, Garner, you got anything? Uh, Jackson, you're a blessing in everybody's life. And if you ever get to meet the, oh, you. if you ever get the chance to meet Jackson needs, you will truly be blessed. I can promise you that. <laughs> retweet, retweet, man. Uh, one of the best decisions I made was to hire Jackson as a intern for me. He is a phenomenal guy oh. and, uh, top class and for anybody listening and Jackson is applied for a job somewhere near you he is hireable and you should hire him because he's great <laughs> um, he is great I, I'd like to see him in a Georgia the Jungle outfit though one day one day one day who knows who knows alright all right. Well, well, all right. thank you guys well, hey, so much again yeah thank you man thank well, hey, you give us, a, give us a follow on uh instagram and spotify and all the other places where you can find this podcast garner i don't even know where where can you find us we're on soundcloud spotify youtube apple podcast um we're on instagram so you can dm us on instagram if you have any questions maybe a request we might like your request we you can also email us at the pushpod at gmail.com all right well hey with that being said may the peace of our lord jesus christ be with you wherever you may be may he guide you through the wildernesses may he protect you through the storms may he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders that he has shown you may he bring you home rejoicing when we're together once more may grace and peace and love and joy fill your lives this week peace <laughs>